The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks. Welcome to the most special edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. Today, I am joined by Logan Bradley, Kevin Alefsky, and Brian Highfill. Uh, I'm Ryan Dangle. I'm your host, and we are excited to talk about a playoff matchup. The Bears are headed down to Narlands for what seems to be a somewhat lopsided matchup. Who knows? Crazier things have happened. We're definitely going to talk about it. Now, folks, you've heard us talk about it before. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, you got to call my guy, Jeff Cadwallader. Jeff is the absolute best. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, go to GenevaJeff.com or give him a call or a text at 630-254-4734. Kevin Molesky also bought a home with Jeff Cadwallader. And when I said to Kevin, I've never met a single person that met Hefe and didn't like him right away. Kevin, was I wrong about that? You were so very right. Here's the thing about him. There's a lot of great realtors out there, folks. This is not a script right now. There are a lot of great realtors. But my thought is, give him a call. Check out his website, GenevaJeff.com. Give him a call, 630-254-4734. Give him a couple minutes of your time. You won't be disappointed. Wonderful, wonderful guy. All right, let's hop into it. Gentlemen, before we talk Saints-Bears, let's talk about wildcard matchups that you're most excited about. Logan, I'm going to come to you first. What is the wildcard game that you're most looking forward to this, this upcoming weekend? You got to give me all of the Browns and Steelers because I'm just interested how the Browns are going to finish up this season. They really, for the most of the year, they were pretty consistent. Baker Mayfield had his ups and downs, but I think that he really kind of showed that he isn't a bust. I know that that wasn't his ultimate goal for this season. Uh, but after last year, it was really, people were wondering how he was going to respond. And he's responded really well. And that's a team that has a great defense, has a lot of talent. Miles Garrett has his head on straight now, seems to have a good relationship with Mason Rudolph, which I know everyone was wondering about. And uh, Kevin Stefanski really has that team playing well. Uh, They're completely different. And it's just the fact that that's the in-division rivalry, Browns-Steelers. I have one of my best friends is a Browns fan, and I know how much this means to him. And I know how much this means to the city of Cleveland. And it's also interesting just the fact that the Steelers towards the end of the year were really starting to trail off. Big Ben did not look good at all. Their defense has been hit with injuries. They still got TJ Watt, of course, who's extremely talented. I'm just very, very interested to see how that plays out. And I'm not going to lie, I might be cheering for the Browns a little bit. We as Vikings and Bears fans know playoff droughts very, very well. And so I think, you know what, Logan, I'm right there with you. There's a part of me that would like to see the Browns get get this victory. Ryan Heifel, what about you, buddy? What's the wild card game that you're really looking forward to this weekend? I, I, I think Logan hit the nail right on the head. I am also looking forward to the Brownies and the Steelers, mainly for the fact that the Browns haven't been there since I think Romeo Cornell was the, was the head coach and, uh, there was a guy named Braylon Edwards that was the lead wide receiver, which is just wild to think about. Um, I'm really happy for them. And, and I also kind of look at the Browns, again, as a Vikings fan, I've got a lot of respect for Kevin Stefanski. He survived three coaching regimes in Minnesota, which is something, I mean, he obviously knows his stuff. Um, the X factor to that point is he just tested positive for COVID. Um, he will not be um, coaching, but 
again, Vikings light, Mike Prefer, the special teams coordinator who was with uh, Minnesota for years, who is highly respected in the NFL. Um, he's going to be coaching. Um, I- I'm really excited to see what that team does. Um, like Logan said, they got a great defense. Miles Garrett is, is playing well. Sheldon Richardson is a freak. Um, and uh, I think they got the best running back tandem in all of the NFL. Um, and, and if Baker Makefield can be good Baker, um, they're going to be a dangerous team, actually, uh, in, in the playoffs. So I'm excited for that one. And just real quickly, I think if Mike Prefer gets a win as an as a interim head coach for this game, look for him to have a route just like John Harbaugh did. John Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator who became a head coach and I could very much see that happening with Prefer. He's super respected in the league, and I'm excited to see what he dials up uh, this weekend. It's really hard to argue with his success. Kevin, what about you? What's the game that you're most looking forward to in this wild card weekend? The Washington football team and Tampa Bay. The things that this Washington team has had to go through to have any kind of success this season should just – It just shows you how much want and desire that they have, right? Alex Smith, their quarterback, fracturing his tibula and fibula almost two years ago, right? First first start back this year. And then their head coach, Ron Rivera, diagnosed with cancer in August, was going through chemo and several other treatments and didn't miss a game. Those guys over on that team want to play football. They love football. And they're playing Tampa Bay, who is, again, a beatable team in the playoffs. And if they win, they're going to be throwing uppercuts at anybody who they come up against next. So I am looking forward to that scrappy uh, Washington's defense to give them a a fighting edge um, looking into the playoffs. With Alex Smith, that is a very different team. The games in which Dwayne Haskins started, Dwayne Haskins no longer a part of the Washington football team, uh, very different. I am right there with you, Kevin, rooting for Alex Smith all the way. If the Bears have a quick exit, I I can't believe I'm going to say it, but Washington might be my team that I'm going to be rooting for, for, for at least from the NFC. Now, the AFC matchup that I'm really looking forward to is the Colts versus the Bills. I think these are two very good football teams. Colts defense, Colts run game, the Bills. Uh, obviously, you guys know Stephon Diggs, uh, Josh Allen. Those two dudes together is, is a, an awesome combination. That's a game that I think could be a really, really close one. I'm definitely going to be looking forward to it. All right, gentlemen, let's do this really quick. Logan, I'm going to come to you first, just giving fans a very quick recap of the Chicago Bears eight and eight season. What did it kind of look like just from a a fast board kind of view? It was sort of a roller coaster that started off like the most fun roller coaster you could ever go on. And then it dropped off a cliff, but it, it wasn't a roller coaster anymore. You went off the tracks, you were no longer living. And then won a couple back on the tracks and then at the end i mean i don't know this analogy is awful i know that it is i'm so sorry but off the tracks again lost but we landed safely somehow if you want to call it safe you went from mitch trubisky at the beginning of the season you had the saga of him being benched for nick Foles, and then back to mitch trubisky you've dealt with injuries you've had the resurgence of david montgomery you've seen a defense that is showing its age maybe I could say and there's just been probably more negative than positive while at the same time 
there are things that you can take away and be happy about. Hopefully that sums it up. It's been a roller coaster ride for sure. A very hot and cold team. When they have won, they've done so pretty darn well in an in exciting fashion coming back uh, from, from big deficits as well as dominating other teams. Uh, eight and eight. Uh, offensively, they're ranked 22nd. Defensively, they're ranked 14th. Though I would say those two numbers are a bit skewed at the end of the season. The offense was looking considerably better and the defense was looking a lot worse. Now, Brian and Kevin, I want to come to you guys. Uh, 12 and four for the Saints, fifth rated offense and fifth rated defense. Can, can you guys maybe explain to like, what, what did their season kind of look like? I think the obvious biggest headline um, in their whole season has been the injury to Drew Brees, where he fractured eight of his ribs. Um, and that took him out for, you know, a big chunk of the season. And this is, has been Drew Brees' team for a long time now. Um, them having victory despite that shows that the Saints are a team with depth, right? Uh, Brian and I can attest how many times we've talked on this podcast or with our friends about, oh, man, the Vikes would be so good if we didn't lose everybody we did on defense, right? Man, you know, we, we can't account for that. Well, the Saints lost their best player at the most important position, and they still found a way to win. So they're obviously deep at every position. Um, and really that's, that's been the story. The fact that they've been able to, to plug and play Taysom Hill. Um, and, and they've also been out with, uh, Michael Thomas, their best wide receiver has been out for a long stretch of the, the season too. So the fact that they're in the playoffs and in such a high seed shows that the, uh, the bears will have, uh, you know, a big, big hill to climb coming up this Saturday. Brian, before we hear from you, some, some stats just to throw out there. Drew Brees finishing the season with 2,942 yards, 24 touchdowns to six interceptions. Taysom Hill throwing the football, 928 yards, four touchdowns to two interceptions. But Taysom Hill is used in so many different capacities. He's rushed for 457 yards with eight touchdowns and also has 98 receiving yards and a touchdown. Brian, how would you kind of categorize the Saints 12-4 and four season? Well, uh, uh, for one, they've got a, 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 a wonderful coach. Um, Sean Payton, I think, is really kind of always flying under the radar in terms of one of these. Is he up there with Bill Belichick? No, but he perennially has the Saints competing every single year. And yes, that, is, that has a lot to do with Drew Brees. He's got a first ballot Hall of Famer as a quarterback, but Sean Payton has a way of scheming um, the offense uh, so that they, they, they constantly have pretty, pretty much a high-powered offense regardless of who is playing quarterback. Um, sometimes he gets a little cute and he puts, you know, Taysom Hill in when he probably shouldn't need to, um, but, you know, he's earned that ability to do that. Uh, I think what I, when I look at the Saints more than anything, and this goes back years, they've always been a bully. Uh, and I mean that in the sense that they've always had a really good offensive line. They've always had a great defensive line. Um, so, and, and, and the Vikings got smacked in the mouth a couple weeks ago against a defensive line that was just literally pushing the offensive lineman back three or four feet into Kirk Cousins, you know, bottling up the run. And I, and I think that's kind of, they're a powerhouse um, top to bottom. Um, like Kevin mentioned, they've got, wonderful depth. Um, they haven't had Michael Thomas for a majority of the season. 
yet they're still 12 and four. They've got Latavius Murray as a backup to Kamara. Um, and he would be a starter on numerous teams. Um, and then you've got Jameis Winston as a backup quarterback. And then a Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston threw 30 touchdowns last year. I mean, Kevin's right. They've just got tremendous depth across the board. And I think they're just a well-built team, and, and, and that's why they're constantly in the playoff run each year. You can never count them out, even when you lose a first ballot Hall, Hall of Famer like Drew Brees for a couple games. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, one thing that we haven't really talked about all season for a lot of teams, it's been in the background as sort of the, the, the villain, but COVID-19, um, you know, We'll see how that plays out for the Saints. Kamara tested positive, or no, uh, Kamara was in close contact, I believe, with somebody. So there's maybe a question mark whether he plays. You know, they haven't had Michael Thomas, but Kamara's been leading in, in reception yards. Um, so if he doesn't play, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big uh, void to fill. Alvin Kamara has rushed for 932 yards which is really good, but 16 touchdowns. I want to say that again, 16 touchdowns. He has also caught 756 yards, receiving five touchdowns for 1,688 all-purpose yards. Now, the flip side, David Montgomery, who came on strong for the Chicago Bears at the end of the season, has 1,508 all-purpose yards. Now, Kevin, I know there's something else you wanted to throw at us as well about, about this Saints team. Yeah, it's, it's what Jack Wright said in your guys' last um, Bear Down Report podcast, is the fact that you guys are so upset about Matt Nagy and the kind of performance that the Bears had against the Packers. And I think, you know, it, it, Brian brought it up, the fact that the Saints head coach, who has been their head coach for, for a long time now, has, has won the Super Bowl ring for them, will do risky things like, I don't know, kick, a, uh, kick an onside kick at the beginning of a Super Bowl um, to get the ball. Like, that is the kind of guts that I think Chicago wants. Um, and, and I think that's, that's going to be something that Jack is going to be in the back of Jack's head when he's watching this weekend. Like, man, every time they get a close-up on their sideline, he's going to be like, I just wish, I just wish we could get someone like Matt over on our sideline. It's interesting as Logan and I, uh, as well as Jack Wright and Mike Page talked about that pretty extensively uh, Sunday night after the Packers loss was that we don't really have a whole lot of trust in, in our head football coach. Uh, there has been a report with Ian Rappaport that Matt Nagy has started to reclaim play calling. Uh, the Bears looked awful on offense. Now, whether that be the Packers defense or just bad play calling, there were, there were a few good things for sure, but, but definitely something that we've talked about a little bit. Gentlemen, now I want to segue into talking about these two teams saw each other in week eight. It came out. The Saints 26, Bears 23, but they went to overtime. The Saints also lost a game to the 4-11 and 11 Philadelphia Eagles. I know there are some Bears fans that are, that are really clinging to that. Uh, how are these two teams different than the teams that met in, in Week 8? I think the biggest thing is something that Brian talked about, and it's Sean Payton is going to end up being the ultimate difference because he's used to having his teams ready for this playoff push. Whereas Matt Nagy, we really only have one example of that happening. 
And you could argue that he had them ready. You can argue that you didn't, but it really, for me, it's going to come down to far, far more than just the coaching, but the, the difference between the saints now and then is I think that Sean Payton knows how to get a team to peak throughout the season. And when you're playing on November 1st against the bears, you're, you're obviously not going to peak. You don't have Michael Thomas. Um, you don't have various players. So I think that I just trust the fact that Sean Payton has been here so many times and Matt Nagy hasn't that I trust that Payton will have this team even more prepared than we probably realize. Yeah, I would, I would say, you know, if we want to just go base facts here, I mean, you had the saints, not having Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, their two top wide receivers, weren't playing week eight. Uh, Thomas was out with his ankle, um, and Sanders was on the, the COVID restricted list. So, I mean, yes, Kamara is amazing, uh, but, you know, that one target is a lot easier to, to shut down than, than three viable targets, right? Um, Drew Brees is good, but he can't, he can't make something out of nothing. So, I think that is obviously going to be a thing. Michael Thomas, you know, seems like he's going to be back, um, right? Brian brought up the fact that, you know, uh, if Kamara um, clears all procedures, he's not, he can't practice this week, but he, he could make it back to the game. So if Thomas is there, if Kamara is there, if Breeze is there, and they're all clicking together, that is going to be a tough, a tough train to slow down. I, I think that's exactly right, Kevin. I mean, when you think about it, when they first met, uh, the Saints um, were one-dimensional. And to your point, if you can just – if you say, hey, we're going to sell out and we're going to stop the run. Um, they've got two really good backs. You know, we can, we can spy and watch Taysom Hill. We're just going to – we're going to sell out to stop the run. Let, let, let them try to beat us. Uh, and, and, and the Bears had great corners. They, 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 they still have great corners. So you're right. They're completely one-dimensional. But to your point – if Michael Thomas is back, which I think he probably could have played a couple weeks ago, and again, that goes back to Sean Payton being Sean Payton, he's like, look, I know we're going to make it to the playoffs. Let me save my, my best offensive weapon uh, or, or, or 1A or 1B to, to Kamara's 1A. Um, let me save my best offensive weapon for the playoffs, and then I instantly become a team that it's, – it's pick your poison. Do you – do you sell out to stop Kamara? Um, do you sell out to stop Michael Thomas? Oh, wait, Emmanuel Sanders is kind of having a resurgence in his career uh, now that he's in New Orleans and he's, you know, number two. Um, Latavius Murray is there. Um, you know, that Josh Hill kid, the tight end, is, is, is decent. Um, Taysom Hill, they, they move everywhere. He's a gadget guy. So it, it, it really is, is it's it's going to be, I think, tougher for the Bears this go-round and the fact that, hell, we're talking about playoff football. It's just a different vibe than week eight. Um, so I think they're going to pull out all the stops, um, you know, the Saints, that is, to, to, to confuse um, and, to, and to throw uh, Matt Nagy off his game. And to Logan's point, you've, you've got a guy in Matt Nagy that really probably would love to be a Sean Payton going up against Sean Payton, who's won a Super Bowl and been in the playoffs countless times. So it's, it's – I worry for the Bears fans. Um, but then again, I, I think it could be a very good game. I think it could be very entertaining. Who knows? It's football, man. You, you, any given Sunday. You know, Brian, to that point, I think there are a lot of fans that would feel considerably different if the Bears had gone in and taken 
care of business in Green Bay. If, if the Green Bay Packers had come in and the Bears had somehow eked out a victory, you're looking at one of the hottest teams in football. That wasn't the case. They got embarrassed again to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that win streak that they had, they looked really, really good for a while, but it may have been a mirage. Gentlemen, there are some matchups in this games that, that, that I am really looking forward to, and I'm definitely ready to share those. But, uh, Kevin, I want to come to you first. What, what is the matchup that you're most looking forward to in, in this game, Saints versus Bears, wildcard weekend playoffs? It's got to be Michael Thomas, and can he, can he finally hit the spark this, this season? He's been out a lot. He's been uh, really not connecting as much as he would like with, with uh, Drew Brees. They've really only had a couple games together. Um, and, like, to have a guy like him, you know, not putting up monster numbers, right, that must piss him off a little bit. So I'm excited to see who's the corner that's going to cover him, uh, or God forbid, if they line him up as the, as the number three wide receiver, who, what's the linebacker that's going to try to drop back in the middle of the field and totally – sorry, guys, I had to bring it up. I'm sorry. Um, but that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Can Michael Thomas and Drew Brees uh, recreate the magic of seasons past? The Bears going back, looking at statistically statistics, actually did a fairly good job against Devontae Adams. Now, he did get into the end zone, but, but in terms of pure catches and receiving yards, the Bears did a halfway decent job. Now, can they do that against Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara? That's a really, really tough thing because the Bears did a terrible job covering any of the other Packers receiving weapons. Uh, Brian, I want to come to you next. What's the matchup that you're most looking forward to in this game? So the matchup that I'm watching for is, and it's low hanging fruit is Sean Payton versus Matt Nagy. Um, a, a coach in Sean Payton, Payton that's been there numerous times and really in a way, a coach in Matt Nagy that might be coaching for his job, who is going to, um, really show up. Um, I'm pulling for the Bears, but I, I think I would have to put my money on, on Sean Payton winning that, that matchup. I will say real quickly, my X factor for this game, and I've been a big fan of him since he came into the league, is Cordero Patterson. He's my X factor to watch. Bears special teams has been pretty good, though we were talking about in our last podcast that it has been pretty good, not great. Logan, I'm coming to you. What's the matchup that you're watching for in this game? It's the Saints offensive line against the Bears defensive line. And it's for two different reasons. The Saints offensive line, very good. Teron Armstead, Andrews Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchek. That is a murderer's row. Now, we did a pretty good job against them, actually, last time that we played earlier this season. But Roquan Smith, or potentially if he plays right now, looks very iffy. You know, Akeem Hicks. Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn. I'm looking at those three guys in particular. If you want to earn a, a contract and if you want to play up to your contract and if you want to get the city of Chicago off your back, you play well in this game. It's going to be a tall task, but I'll just straight up say it. The Bears don't have a chance in hell if those three guys are not getting to Drew Brees on a very consistent basis. It's not going to be easy, but again, it has to be done. The Bears are injured right now. It's possible that Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith, Buster Screen, Darnell Mooney could all be out. If that's the case, I just don't think they have the firepower. Darnell Mooney came on really strong at the end of the season, 
finishing with 631 yards and four touchdowns, proved to be the Bears' lone deep threat. Really, really good. Roquan Smith was was just lights out for most of the season. Guys, I'm, I'm actually going to a matchup. I'm wondering why this guy is still on the Bears roster, but he is Javon Wims versus C.J. Gardner-Johnson. The last time out, uh, Javon Wims, for some reason, decided to punch C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the helmet, and the two went back and forth. Now, after watching a few Saints games, realizing C.J. Gardner-Johnson is not a good guy. Uh, it's pretty clear that he likes to say things to get under everybody's skin. Um, I've read some of the things that he's written on social media. I'm not a fan of this guy at all. Uh, it doesn't condone what Javon Wims did in any way, shape, or form. But Javon Wims, for some reason, is seeing the field for the Chicago Bears. And especially if Darnell Mooney is hurt, this guy's going to get some, some playing time. And, and to watch these two is going to be one that I'm, I'm probably going to be clued in on. Uh, I would love to say David Montgomery, uh, but I just don't trust Matt Nagy to give him the carries that he needs. Uh, it just hasn't been there. All right, gentlemen, it's time for predictions. Let's, uh, let's, start with, uh, let's start with Kevin. I want to hear your prediction for this game. How do you see it playing out, and what is your final score prediction for this game? Last year, I saw a tweet by one Reggie Bush. He is an amazing running back for the, that used to be an amazing running back for the Saints. Um, and that tweet showed Drew Brees going through mental reps on the practice field almost 40 minutes after practice had ended. And I'll, I'll share this tweet on all the uh, BDR stuff later. I'll, I'll, I'll tag you guys in it. Um, and it just goes to show you how much Drew Brees is the life and soul of this team. And all reports are pointing to this is probably Drew Brees' last season playing NFL football. I am totally seeing a scene where, you know, there's, there's, there's a scramble. Uh, maybe, you know, Brees is rolling out. Or maybe even that the Bears get some penetration and they plant Drew Brees on the turf, much like how he broke some of his ribs earlier this season. And he's going to get up and he's going to fire back. Like, that guy is going to be playing lights-out football. It's his swan song. He's not going to leave anything on the table. So I think it, it, it will be Drew Brees, uh, you know, dominating a lot of the Bears game. Yeah, the Bears will score some points, you know, kind of later once they're chucking in the wind and, and the, the Saints are kind of giving it to them. But I'm saying Saints win 34-20. Drew Brees seemingly has lost the ability to throw the football deep down the field. But that's it. The rest of his game is very, very, very much intact. Brian, I'm coming to you. Uh, how do you see this game playing out? What is your final score prediction? Totally agree with Kevin, number one. Um, this is Drew Brees' last hurrah uh, down in Nolens. Um, and I think he's going to lay everything out, um, you know, this game and, and should they continue on um, for the rest of the postseason. Uh, I see the Saints – winning 31-17. I do think that the Bears will maybe put up a fight in the beginning of the game, but I think the Saints will pull away, make some second-half adjustments, and they'll just run away with it. Um, I, I, I will say this for the Bears fans, hey, at least you made it to the playoffs. That's more than the Vikings can say. Um, it should be a great game. Should be should, should, should be fun to watch. We'll see. We also didn't give up six touchdowns that, to Kamara, so you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're just we're we're sitting pretty over here as Viking fans. Oh yeah, Brian, I don't know what's going on, but yet again, this is the 
third time this season that this has happened, though the difference is that this time uh, we have the exact same score prediction. So, Logan, I'm going to come to you in a second, I promise, but, but I don't know, Brian, how this has happened again and again and again. If you go back and listen to podcasts, I swear to all of you, I, I read out notes, I read out my prediction, my score, and it's like Brian sees through my eyes. I am also picking the Saints 31 to 17. What I want is a, a, a bare victory, uh, you know, maybe last second heroics, but I, I think my soul was crushed against Green Bay. And unfortunately, I just, I can't see the way in which the Bears win this one. Logan, what about you? How do you see this game playing out? And what's your final score prediction? It's pretty funny that you say that you and Brian both had the same score prediction because I had something very similar to Kevin. I had 35 to 20 Saints. Unfortunate, but true. For me, it comes down to another matchup just being Matt Nagy versus Matt Nagy and how he adjusts to last week when he didn't go for it on fourth and two from the two-yard line. At some point this weekend, the Bears are going to run into a similar situation, and if they kick a field goal and they're down by more than three points, I'm going to lose my mind. I really don't think it's going to happen. I'll put my faith in the fact that he knows that he can't do that again. But again, with all these injuries, if, if the Bears are healthy, I really think this could potentially be a close game. The Saints are still a better team. But with all of these injuries, with Roquan Smith probably not playing, and with Darnell Mooney probably not playing, and a few others, they're just flat out as no chance. Brian and Kevin, since Logan just basically answered my, my, my last question for you guys uh, about this game, is there any way – you see that the Bears could win this game. Is there any way possible that, that they could shock the world and, and win this one? I, uh, Kevin, I, I don't mean to just jump in front of you, but I think there absolutely is a chance for it for sure. And, and that comes down to <laughs> Drew Brees is getting old. He's got some injuries already this season, specifically to the ribs. If somebody like Akeem Hicks comes through that line or Khalil Mack and just plants Drew Brees – I could see the momentum down in New Orleans just being sucked right out of the Superdome, and the Bears' defense just makes it sloppy and keeps it close. And Trubisky plays well enough to, to drive the Bears down the field, and they, and they win. Uh, I could absolutely see that happening because the Bears' defense is that good, specifically their, their front four. Aside from that, I, I don't see many other possibilities. Kevin, I'll, I'll turn to you. Oh, yeah. I, I could see good old Mitchie boy saying never tell him the odds and just joining the, uh, you know, I'm going deep club and, and something magical happened. Hey, guys, the Saints were beaten by who last year in the playoffs? By the Minneapolis Miracle. That's right. And, and maybe there's going to be a miracle down in New Orleans, but it goes the Bears' way. But I think, uh, I think it is directly connected to does Drew Brees – get hit so hard that he can't get up again. Because guess what? Even, even if he is hurt, if he's able to get up again, he will play. He will play with his innards all mixed up, I'm sure. That dude's a player. Uh, but it will have to be him going down. It'll have to be Kamara not being able to play. It'll have to be Michael Thomas just not being able to get the rust off. All of those things have to happen. The planets must align for something to go the Bears' way, I think. Kevin, to your point, Mitch Trubisky has done it a few times. 
the second game against the Lions, Mitch actually got the Bears in a position to win and play calling. Uh, David Montgomery got blown up at the line. Allen Robinson decided not to try to go for a first down uh, when it was third and short. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense. The last time Mitch Trubisky played in the playoffs against the Philadelphia Eagles, he drove them into field goal range. And of course, as we all know, the double doink happened. Cairo Santos is not Cody Parkey. Uh, guy has been, <laughs> I'm running out of words for awesome. He, he's 27 for 27, 93% on the, on the year, it actually sets every Bears record for kicking, which anyone who knows when you kick on the lakefront, those swirling winds, that is a really, really big deal. I just remembered we get an extra special treat this weekend, everybody. We get to watch Cody Parkey kick in a postseason football game. And if that isn't bringing this podcast full circle from me saying I'm excited about the Brown Steelers game, <laughs> then I don't know how else I can bring things together because I am psyched about it. Logan, fantastic point. All right, gentlemen, let's finish this up. Who are your uh, Super Bowl winners this year? Who are you picking to win the Super Bowl? Let me just say this. This is really, I think, uh, and again, this is, you talk about full circle. I'm a Vikings fan. The Vikings and this team are the only team to have gone to four Super Bowls and lost all four. Now, I think, the streak ends for the Buffalo Bills this year. I think the Bills are the nastiest team in football. They finally have a high-scoring offense, and that defense is very sleeper. Tredavious White, nasty corner. Um, they've got a lot of playmakers. Leslie Frazier is there as the defensive coordinator. Another, I, I, I really like Josh Allen and what Sean McDermott has put together uh, in Buffalo. So that's my pick for the Super Bowl winners against – the Green Bay Packers. Now that's, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, Brian, again, great minds think alike. I, I think it's whoever comes out of the AFC championship and I have the bills and the chiefs in the AFC championship. It's whoever comes out of that one is, is going to be the winner. That's that, that's my pick. Uh, Logan, what about you? Who, who, I think we know who you picked last time, but I'm wondering if that's changed at all. I have the exact same matchup as Brian. I have the Green Bay Packers against the Buffalo Bills, but I'm going the opposite way, and I'm sticking to what I said a couple weeks ago. I think that the Green Bay Packers are winning the Super Bowl this year. I, it, if I feel gross saying it. I know you're listening right now, and you feel gross hearing it. You don't want to hear me talk anymore. You want me to shut up. I understand that. But you and I both know deep down that this feels like an Aaron Rodgers year, and I'll leave it at that. That just felt like I was getting reprimanded by my parents and they were laying out all the things I had done wrong and they were so right, but we didn't want to hear it one bit. Um, I'm going to say Steelers. I'm going to say Steelers. They were, they had the best record in football for, for most of the season. Their defense is lights out. They've been, they, they, they act like a team that's been there before. Right. Um, I think if they beat the Browns, which as you guys pointed out, is going to be a game to watch. Uh, can Baker Mayfield show up? And even if he does show up, can the Steelers keep a cap on that Cleveland Brown team? And if they do, I think they're going to build enough momentum that um, I'm saying that they're going to be able to take down Kansas City. And that's a tall order for any team, really. So, Brian and Kevin, uh, since this is 
more than likely, not, not absolutely, but more than likely going to be your last podcast of the season. We're wondering if there is a shout out that you guys would like to give. Uh, we're, as we're wrapping up the season, we're, we're trying to give a couple shout outs. And is there anybody that you would like to shout out at, at the end of this podcast? Uh, my, my shout out would be to the entire team at Bear Down Report. I, I appreciate being part of something that is not only growing, but, but blossoming. Uh, you guys do a phenomenal job. Ryan, you and I have, have been tight now for going on five years now. Um, and I'm just excited to be a part of what you guys are growing. I'm, I'm merely, uh, merely a, a, a cog in the machine. You guys are driving it. Uh, so that would be my shout, shout out for sure is, is Bear Down Report. Ryan, thanks for that, buddy. We are so fortunate to have you and Kevin this whole season. Thank you both for stepping up uh, multiple times to talk about teams that are not your favorite team, and you guys have done an exceptional job at it. Kevin, what about you? Is there a shout-out that you'd like to give to somebody out there? Yes. Yes, there is. And this this may seem, uh, uh, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, what's the word? Um, I don't know what the word is, but you know what? I'm going to say it anyways. I want to give a shout out to any and all uh, teachers out there, the, the teachers of America, because guess what? Um, you know, I myself am a teacher. Uh, you know, Ryan Dangle is a teacher, right? Mo is the majority of the BDR staff teachers? Like that's, that just goes to show you, uh, you know, how we're all losing our minds and we just need to add thing more things to our plate. Um, but I would just say that, you know, a lot of our lives have been turned upside down. And I think teachers, one of the most integral parts of our society, have, have gotten uh, a lot of heat in, in, in recent memory. Um, and not really because we deserved it, but because people want things to point at and say, why isn't this better? And we go in every single day trying to make it better. And I see it in all my colleagues' eyes when they go in and try to make things work. So shout out to all of them because they deserve anything and everything we can give them. Four out of five staff members at BDR are, in fact, teachers. But but Logan is actually coached in, in high school, so so he kind of fits into that realm as well. Uh, and so so Kevin, thank you so much for that. Uh, Logan, is there another shout out that you'd like to give? No, I just wanted to say that the other morning I woke up in a in a classroom and I just didn't know what was going on. I, I think I'm a teacher now. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday we can we can pull you over to the dark side. Uh, so folks, 3.40 Central Standard Time, the Chicago Bears will be at New Orleans Saints. Uh, it's going to be a triple header and a triple header Saturday and Sunday. Lots of football, low productivity for most teachers that are also sports fans. Folks, we want to say thank you so very, very much for listening. Thank you so much for reading any of the Bear Down Report content that you're willing to share. We appreciate it greatly. And as always, my friends, no matter what the score, Bear down.